Welcome to episode six of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. Today, we're going to be exploring what happens when we give our adult children advice. After all, we've lived a lifetime of lessons, right? We're wise and we've made all the mistakes. So who better than us to give advice to our kids? I'll be sharing five points when giving advice to your adult children. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? It's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through these challenging times. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together, we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and mom. Make sure you visit my website. The link is provided in the show notes and grab your free course thriving in a divided family. It's packed with valuable insights. Have you ever experienced with your adult child telling you that they don't need your advice? Maybe in your case, it wasn't that obvious. It's possible that they just gave you that sideways glance or maybe rolled their eyes or became irritated and argued with you. It's possible that they didn't say anything at all. First, I want to share the caution of giving your adult kids unsolicited advice. Giving our adult children advice is often received as criticism. I'm going to give you some examples in today's episode. So young parents often feel criticized when their parents give them parenting advice. Honestly, we might be a little bit out of touch with some of these newer techniques of childcare. I mean, I remember being told to let my baby sleep on her stomach, otherwise she could choke. And later we find out that allowing babies to sleep on their stomach contributed to sudden infant death syndrome. Our children want to parent their way, and they're going to ask for advice when they want it. So there's this kind of tight rope that we sometimes feel like we're walking. Now, there are parents that vary in the amount of advice that they give. Some parents are going to give advice for everything, like how to organize your silverware drawer to how important it is not to get into debt. And then there's some of us that have that parental habit of giving advice. And I definitely would fall under this category, even though I hate to admit it. I recently said to my 36-year-old daughter, you need to bring jackets. It's supposed to be cold. And we now have the relationship where she made a joke out of it, and we laughed about how old habits occasionally come back. But I get the clear message. I don't need to tell her to bring a jacket. And when I think about how ridiculous it is to tell your 36-year-old 
that they need to bring a jacket because they might not know it's cold outside. I just have to laugh to myself. It's perfectly normal that we're going to get into this habit that we've been in for many years and tell our kids what to do. So we just have to really begin to notice it. So the first point I'd like to make is to ask yourself if the advice really matters. Where they have their silverware drawer does not matter. The fact that their refrigerator is a mess doesn't matter. They are adults and they know that it's cold outside. They know where they want to put their silverware drawer and they also know that their refrigerator is a mess and they don't need you pointing it out. The same way that parents vary in their advice giving, our children vary on how well they take advice. You can have two children, of course, raised by the same people, and one's going to listen to your advice and the other one is going to be offended. So we just have to know who we're talking to. So I'm going to give you a scenario on how our advice can be taken as criticism. My friend purchases a new home. It's a fixer-upper. The porch is falling off. The rooms all have layers of wallpaper that need to be removed. And the kitchen looks like it's right out of the 70s. Now, I personally would not buy a fixer-upper because I don't have the talent for that. And I don't have the time to remodel it myself. I probably wouldn't even think that my friend was going to work on it themselves. I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't think about, hey, I wonder if they're going to do the work themselves or if they're going to hire it done. I would just simply think that they were going to handle it and that they would end up loving their fixer-upper. Now, my adult child buys a fixer-upper. And I'm asking all kinds of questions and I'm giving all kinds of advice. Do you have enough to remodel this place? It's going to be a major project and take a lot of time. Maybe it would be better if you would get something that doesn't require as much work to be done. What's so interesting about this story is that most of us wouldn't dream of questioning our friend or giving them advice. We would just assume that they had some sort of plan. Yet, I just asked my adult child some invasive questions and gave my unsolicited advice, and it was taken as criticism. They just heard me say to them that I didn't trust them to make this decision. They heard my assumptions that they didn't have a plan. So this brings me to point number two about giving your kids advice. Be curious without being invasive and let them talk about their plans. Instead of asking them if they have the money to renovate that fixer-upper, consider asking, what's your future vision here? How do you see yourself five years down the road in this house? Let them talk. They might come to their own conclusion that it's not a good idea, or maybe they're going to have a well thought out plan that they share with you that relieves some of your stress. 
Now, no one wants our kids to make a huge financial mistake. But before we start in with our questions and advice, just be curious. Remember back when you were young and your parents gave you their advice? It created unnecessary conflict. When I was a young mom, my mother-in-law had a habit of giving her advice. I've been on the other side of that, and it really created a lot of conflict. For example, I was packing for a trip, and my mother-in-law was telling me what to pack. And she was giving me all of my husband's shirts that she thought he wanted to have packed in his bag. Once, while she was visiting, she rearranged all the wall decorations. I was definitely offended by that. She thought she was helping, and I thought she was overstepping, and it created a huge distrust between us. Just like her, I often think that I could be helpful. There is something very powerful in letting your children make their own decision. And with this, they get to make their own mistakes, just like we did. My point number three is ask for permission. Sometimes our kids are just sharing information with us. We don't want to prevent them from actually sharing information with us by giving advice that they didn't ask for. I'm sure we have all been in this situation where we just needed someone to listen. Practicing this, I've become aware of when my kids just need to vent or tell me a story. I've heard of many parents telling stories about how they gave their kids advice when their kids were just venting, only to be surprised that their adult child accused them of making the situation all about them instead of just listening. This simple trick of just asking. Would you like my feedback or would you just like me to listen? Or would you like my experience on this or would you like to solve this problem on your own? This tells them that you hear them and you trust them to figure it all out. We can even use this with our spouses. It's a simple trick by just asking, is it okay if I provide you with some feedback? Or is it okay if I tell you what I would do? Sometimes our kids will ask for our opinion or our advice. This is a moment to be cherished. They trust you enough to ask the question. Yet it can quickly turn if they don't like the answer. This is my point number four. It's how to give your opinion or advice. I have a couple of recommendations that I think will help you maintain that trust. Be willing to give what you would do, but maybe offer that they may, they may not do the same thing. They get to do what they want to do, and that's okay. Leave your advice open-ended for additional information by saying something like, here's what I would do, but I may not have all the information. This may open up a conversation where you get more information that they may have already thought out. The last point, number five, is we can have a crucial advice conversation. If your adult child is making a mistake or is about to make a big mistake, 
Of course, we can step in and give advice because we love them. This is where we just get to sit through the discomfort of possibly having an argument or possibly that our advice is going to upset them. Maybe we've used points one through four already, and most of the time those are going to be effective. So you won't even get to the last point, number five. But let's just use the scenario again of the fixer-upper. We find out after using points one, two, three, and four that they are about to make a terrible decision. At this point, we can choose to go ahead and give advice. The most effective way is to be very factual and then present a concern. So let's talk about this. This house is going to cost you X amount of dollars. And then you're probably going to need another X amount of dollars, even if you do the work by yourself. I'm concerned that this is a bigger project than you expect. And in the long term, you might grow really tired of being in a constant renovation and losing all of your weekends. I'd love for you to give this a little bit more thought before you make the commitment. So here we did three things. A, we presented the facts. B, we communicated our concerns. And C, we are still letting them make the final decision or mistake. Point five will require you to manage the discomfort of the conversation. It's going to require you to be okay with them disagreeing or being offended and that you may have to supervise your thoughts if they go through with it. Ultimately, we need to understand that just because we've given advice doesn't mean that other person will graciously accept it. Since advice is often viewed by our adult children as criticism, let's recap those five points. Point number one, ask yourself if it really matters. Do you really need to give that advice? Point number two, be curious without being invasive. And point number three, ask for permission to give the advice. And point four is how to give advice when they do ask for it. Using this approach of this is what I would do, but you might do it differently. And point five, you can have a crucial advice conversation with facts, your concerns, and giving them the autonomy to make their own decisions. If you're enjoying this podcast and find value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable, and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom who would benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together, we will create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week again for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.